This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is hard sometimes, and there are many pathways in navigating the inevitable ups and downs of life. In riding these waves, I look to my yoga practice and also therapy. We all go through tough times like big life changes, periods of instability, conflict, or loss. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist entirely online, which is very convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Take the questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And if it's not the right match for you, no worries. You can change your therapist for no additional charge. Sometimes getting started in therapy is the hardest part. To make it a little bit easier, go to the link provided in the show notes or go to visit betterhelp.com slash yoga and podcast today to get 10% off your first month. Welcome friends to Yoga and Podcast. This show highlights the science and brings the magic of yoga and mind-body practices down to earth for the everyday person to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Ashley Weber, a yoga and Pilates teacher and forever student who is oh so curious about all things yoga and. I'm super excited to share with you this upcoming conversation. Now let's sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode, y'all. Joining us on today's episode, she is a feminist, rocket and vinyasa yoga teacher born in Mexico and is now based in Austin, Texas. Please welcome to the show, Liberty Torres. Hey, Liberty, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. Mm-hmm. And now a little nerve freaking. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit more and share who you are in the world of yoga? Um, yes. So I am Liberty. Like uh, it's been said, I'm from Mexico. I like to label if anything or call myself a cat mom. A feminist, queer woman, um, a little bit of a wild soul, and as my wife will say, a witchy, crazy woman. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. And uh, in the world of yoga, I will say I'm. I've been doing yoga for the last ten plus years. Oh wow! So I've been in the practice for a while, but as a teacher, I'm a newbie. I've just been teaching for the last almost two years Mm. and in the world of yoga as a teacher I like to consider myself someone that brings challenge and flow tries to bring the same in one sequence Mm -hmm. I like to make my students feel empowered Mm. I want to be a teacher I want to be the teacher that that was not for me when I started in yoga Mm. which is someone that is approachable friendly inclusive um I don't know like I remember when I started yoga it felt like you were down here and then the yoga instructor was in front of like just telling you what to do and at the end of the class like you couldn't even like look at her eyes or mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. I don't want to be that I want to mm-hmm. I'm very bad with names but I want to be someone that remembers your name and yeah. makes you feel welcome and gives you feedback tips tells you how good you did and 
just makes you want to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we met at the, you did a queer yoga event in Austin mm-hmm. and my girlfriend and I went to it. My girlfriend has never done yoga before. Really? And, and she did everything. It was, but, it, yeah. but you totally, that came across. Like you really do care. You really are a people person. Mm-hmm. It's not this guru complex, I guess. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that. that. Yeah. I, yeah. And I feel like now it's not as bad as it was before mm-hmm. because I started, like I said, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, it was. I mean, like I will say, I do yoga, and many people will be like, "What is that?" Like it was still not that known as of now, and now it's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I also feel the fact that I am from Mexico, that I went practicing to studios here in the United States that mm-hmm. were very white based. Mm-hmm. I was seen as a foreigner, like an outsider, and I feel mm-hmm. like that also didn't. Also, my English was, I mean, still not great, but mm-hmm. it was something that I feel like there was a lot of barrier. I never feel welcome. welcome. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, and now I want everyone to feel welcome. In I love area. that. Yeah. Well, you did a beautiful job of that the day that of queer you. yoga. We really loved it. Um, let's talk about feminism. What does yeah. feminism mean to you on a personal level? I will say that feminism is one of the biggest things in my life. Uh, I feel that I had no option but to be a feminist. And I feel like if people are aware of what feminism really is, mm-hmm. everyone's gonna choose to be a feminist. There's no logical explanation while you want to be against that. <laughs> yeah. You either are or you're ignorant, like you just don't know what mm-hmm. it is and you think it's something against you, whoever you are. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. me being born and raised in Mexico, it was like very early on, I started noting how just being a woman was an act of survival in that mm-hmm. society women get killed, abused, harassed, oppressed. So it was something like, wait, what's going on? Why is this happening to us? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I started noticing how this condition to stay quiet, make yourself respectable. Like if I need to do something to be respected and mm-hmm. not just be respected for who I am already. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the girls don't talk about periods, dress properly mm-hmm. and serve the food to your father and like you have to clean your dad is sleeping in don't be loud and it was just like no that's when I was like okay this is not what I want and I was like why is it like this Mm -hmm. and that's when I started realizing that oh there's patriarchy and there's feminism and there's all these rules that are Mm -hmm. in the world and so that was the first time that I was like okay there's something that I don't feel quite comfortable. I don't like how it is how can we change it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then later on when I was in college we took this uh, women's studies class mm-hmm. and the book for the class was the Everybody Should Be a Feminist by Bell Hooks. Oh, have you read oh, it? I have not read it. I mean, I admit I have not read it, but I'm, I I want to read it. It's, it's on the list. It's one of the books that changed like from them on. It was like the life before this book, the life after mm. this book. It was such a really good book. Super easy to read too, not that big. Like, I mean, I had to read it slowly within the course of the school but mm-hmm. I felt like I was enjoying that I could have like just read it in a seat mm-hmm. but um so yeah it, that was what gave me the tools and the education and more the background of what feminism really is how it's so important how the different systems are interconnected and how mm-hmm. like the importance of making a change that this change is not gonna like it's not about making women better or stronger or put the, putting them as CEOs it's like like studying and probably changing all of the systems that it affects racism classes mm-hmm. like 
everything like education uh, everything is affected by it so mm -hmm. i just feel like if we were all became feminist the world would just be like different i mean mm -hmm. everything like like even from behaving all the way to like taking care of the planet it will be better if we just had a little bit more consciousness on that side. yeah wow that is so beautifully put um let's talk about I want to talk more about feminism and how it relates to yoga but let's talk about yoga and how it might have changed your life because there was a life before yoga and then now you're in it yes that's the other thing that changed my life <laughs> that book and yoga oh <laughs> Yes, please share. Yes, and when I have my cats. Okay. <laughs> um, yoga. So I started yoga, like I said, like over ten years ago, eleven mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just something that I liked. It felt good. I will mm -hmm. do it every once in a while. It was always like non-constant. I will do it for three months, and then a mm -hmm. whole month break, and then I'll do it for a month, and then three months break, or like it was just never constant but it was always something that I was coming back to mm. I never know why but it was something that all of a sudden like oh I need yoga like it was I was always called back to it mm -hmm. um then I developed an eating disorder mm. back in 2000s I don't even remember it was like six seven years ago I think mm. maybe more and you and I got into a point in which I needed to work out all the time every day so mm -hmm. I will do I don't know if you heard of the insanity workout I've heard of those yeah yeah like it was so old super intense so I will do that and then I'll go biking and then I'll go running and then when I couldn't do more but I still wanted to do more mm -hmm. I will do yoga because it was the less intense mm -hmm. but it still made me feel that I was working out like mm -hmm. quote unquote mm -hmm. but then it was the one only exercise that actually made me feel better after doing it all the other ones were depleting me like getting me tired and stuff and mm -hmm. yoga was actually like making me feel good and at mm -hmm. peace and you know this good feeling I never knew what it was now I know that the whole breathing the whole lengthening the whole mm -hmm. being present the trying to not force your body into stuff which I did because of my eating disorder but mm -hmm. anyways um I feel that at some point yoga became the thing that saved me mm. um not too long ago I learned that like yoga uh I'm sorry at an eating disorder, it's considered an addiction, mm. an addiction to wanting to have control. And the one thing that we think we can have control is food. So, and the opponent, the different thing, the thing against addiction will be connection. And you guys, literally connection. Oh, wow. Yeah. I never put that together. Addiction and connection is what can yeah. heal that. Uh-huh. Because like, you know, addiction, people think like, oh, you have an addiction, you need sobriety yeah no, addiction needs connection because if you're addicted to something it's because something's missing you're trying to fill that void with something else mm. either being eating disorder either being um too much tv tv or, yeah. alcohol, alcohol sex cigarettes mm -hmm. whatever like mm -hmm. you are lacking some sort of connection with something else or within yourself for me it was within myself I couldn't mm -hmm. really feel when I was hungry I couldn't feel when I was tiring myself and I was mm -hmm. not listening to myself mm -hmm. in yoga with the breathing with the movement with the staying present mm -hmm. helped me connect with myself mm -hmm. and then it was you know like I started doing yoga because it was a workout then mm -hmm. I start continue doing yoga because I realized that I could do like fun cool poses then I kept doing yoga because it made me feel good doing those poses mm -hmm. and then I start taking care of my body because if I want to keep doing those quote unquote cool poses mm -hmm. I needed to fit my body properly I needed to make my body safe I needed to not harm my body mm -hmm. so it feels like 
it just turned my way upside down. And now I do it because I love myself and I feel so grateful for the body that I have and all I can do. And I don't see my body as what it looks like, but all that it is within itself. So I think wow. in that case, that's like yoga changed my life. So yoga was a pathway to reach love for yourself or con in connection with yourself? Love, connection, empowerment. Too. Mm. I feel like I was someone that felt of my saw myself as too little, too small, not good enough. I was always bullied when I was a kid. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and this like made me feel like, you know, like now I don't feel like I want to fight back. It's just like, oh, I want to like love back and mm -hmm. be back with other people. And I don't feel threatened by others, even when they're mean. I just like try to like, how they say, like, the, this is this Bible thing that like, you give the other cheek. Yes. Turn the other cheek. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. I'm not a pro Bible person, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was raised like Catholic, so yeah, I yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking about feminism and the Bible. Let's talk about the commonality between yoga and feminism. Is there a common thread for you? There definitely is. There's so many, like all from like going from the fact that yoga can be something that is very like sadly at least in the western society very body-based at some mm -hmm. point mm -hmm. how like do this diet like even like the clothing like if there's certain brands that they won't have clothes like the xl it's like medium size in real life or something yeah like that. yeah like, that's a way that it's oppressing women like mm -hmm. and that's like it's the whole brand you don't see women representation or all body types representation, all gender types representation. Mm -hmm. It's just like very narrowed. I feel like now it's a little bit better mm -hmm. than before, but that's a way in which be bringing the awareness of feminism can impact yoga and bringing the awareness of yoga can impact feminism, meaning um, I feel like yoga is the one quote-unquote exercise mm -hmm. that will have teams like you know women teams about boys teams and stuff like that uh -huh. it's not a gender-based thing it's not something about putting men and women apart one better to the other or mm -hmm. it's not about competing either mm -hmm. it's just about coming in and feeling within and like the magic of your body from the inside not from how it looks outside mm -hmm. and what the gender norms are because of however your body was the body that you were born in with mm -hmm. also another thing is like i feel like in this society patriarchy combined with capitalism has mm -hmm. made it for women in people in general for women in particular to be like if you get this pair of pants if you lose this one more inch if you buy this other thing if you're the prettiest in the room if you're the hottest in the room mm -hmm. if you go there 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 then you'll have it in yoga is about like you are already great. You have mm. it all. Don't go there. You don't need anything else. What you have right now, whatever it is, that's already great. Mm. And it's a way to empower people. And this is the same. I'm saying it as for like women or people that identify the same of women. But for men, it's all the same. Like, you know, like if you get this promotion, if you mm. get this uh, new car, if you have this many women, it's like we're always trying to consume, get more, go somewhere else. When, like, in reality, like yoga is telling you here right now, however, it is, it's great already. See within, mm -hmm. no matter you don't have to achieve something else outside, it's all you already have it all within mm -hmm. yourself. And I think feminism, like, 
that's a core value of feminism. Like, you know, like we want to empower people from within, mm -hmm. not having to demand them to do anything else that they don't want. We want people to ask themselves like what they need from within themselves to be aware of, to do some self-study and find the love within themselves, not anywhere else. So that's beautifully put. Yeah. So yeah, the internal work yeah. of knowing that you are enough, that you don't need that nail polish or that extra spandex spank. Yeah, I, I think that's else. beautiful. Yeah. And just like connecting it all together, you know, like mm -hmm. I just, yeah. That's... Well, I want to know your thoughts on feminism and within the queer space. That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, I think that's actually very connected i feel most of our stronger feminist mm. people will be fine within the queer community and it's mostly because us queer people since the beginning we were already like wait what do you mean i have to accord to this body like what do you mean i'm limited to or forced to because of the way that i was born in instead mm. of because of what i feel driven to do or attracted to do or to feel or to express or be or anything so mm -hmm. I feel like us queer people since very early on started like questioning the norms and ways of being mm -hmm. and I feel like feminism tries to break all of those norms of ways of being and it's not just about men and women it's that like like I said like feminism I feel like it has to be intersectional which it has to tackle and work with all of the other spectrums or labels or yeah places that they put us in like you know like men women black white latino mm -hmm. non-latino like all of that is affected and all of that that asks you to be in a certain way when you shouldn't like feminism is about freedom just that yoga is about freedom queerness is about being freedom so it's like mm -hmm. just being free like my dad put me my name libertad for no for a yeah. reason <laughs> <laughs> that is a great insight what what do you think it's misunderstood about feminism? I feel that well, first I hate how they call them radical crazy feminists. I know it's just like or man haters, man haters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is not to put women on top of men and women are best and men. No, like feminist also feminism is also a, a fight for men. Mm. I mean, like feminism also wants to bring the power of the feminine and masculine energy which masculine is at least in yoga is represented as masculine energy is action feminine energy is more feelings mm -hmm. and we want we need both of them in yoga you need both of them in life you need both of them mm -hmm. and in society we need the masculine energy to have more feminine energy meaning we need men to be more connected to their feelings to their emotions to be more lovable we are they are trained to be a strong boy be a good boy, boy fight back mm -hmm. and stuff like that like there's so many that the high the rates are societal for are higher for men because mm -hmm. they don't go to therapy they don't mm -hmm. work on themselves they think that they are not allowed to have emotions mm -hmm. and they are expected to just deliver 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 and give when no like they also can be gentle with themselves can take love with themselves can ask for help can be vulnerable and as women we were so put in to just be vulnerable just be sensitive like you cannot mm. have rage you cannot mm. take action like we are very divided and we actually need a little bit of both, both. of them yeah so this is a fight for the two of us and everything in within 
And so, yeah, I feel like that's the biggest thing that also um, that the biggest thing is that this is not a fight just for women. Mm-hmm. Also, I've heard that uh, for me, I feel like the trans community and non-binary community is very important within the feminist movement. Mm-hmm. And I've also heard comments about eventually there's not going to be any more men or women or anything like that it's just gonna everything's gonna be like queer something something and I'm like no like we were always there all people are so different colors and shapes Mm -hmm. and everything were always there they were just silent so exactly uh it's always been that yeah it's not like feminism is just an ideology that just started like I don't know 40, 50 years ago and nothing like before all of women were well behaved and everything. No, no, before women were actually killed. They were silenced in a more yeah. brutal way. Um, yeah. Trans people were killed. We, the, the witches that you say that they are were witches, they were just feminist empowering women that mm-hmm. they saw out of the box and they just put them on fire. So yeah. it's, it's, I think that's the one thing. Like, it, like if it's a movement that it just all of a sudden started by some crazy woman that want to have power, no, yeah, it's been there. Now we're just not being killed. We're having some more voice, more power. We're mm-hmm. connecting with more people, and we want this to be for everyone, not just for men. Yeah, no, it's yeah. beautiful. And then you're saying when one group's repressed, everyone's repressed. Yeah, yeah, and that that is a good point. So we have people who teach yoga who listen to this show. Um, how would you suggest incorporating feminism into yoga teaching? That's a hard one. It's hard. It is hard. It's funny, you know, because like I identify myself as a feminist and but like then we're like, okay, what are the actions every day that you're doing to mm-hmm. be who you are? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I do it, but like now, like trying to say it, it's a little tricky. (laughs) (laughs) For me, uh, it will be empowering people, giving them the space to be, being able to be assertive Mm. and forming them. I feel like one of the things in yoga, like, you know, like sometimes people think that yoga is all peace and love and being sin and not, no, like I feel like, yoga is also a word a way of social justice Mm. and I can't remember how it was but I remember my teacher training I was being taught the Bhagavad Gita and my teacher who was a very knowledgeable Indian woman she said something about like yoga is like yoga is not just to be at peace sometimes yoga is about taking action and she read a, a part of the Bhagavad Gita in which it was like some um people were designed to bring the peace and people were designed to bring the fight because the fight mm. eventually will bring peace too so mm. i feel like just being for me i like to be very vocal about the fight or the social cause about feminism within the yoga space mm-hmm. i try to bring awareness um you know like i'm very connected and very uh the eating disorder is something very dark that close to me so i'm mm-hmm. very aware of never um making people feel less because of the body that they have I try to have more gender neutral uh, words for people and I was like hi women hi men I like it like no it's like friends inclusive and language inclusive language yes. yeah like never like doing it one way or the other it's also this thing said that 
men have better, stronger upper body, women have with wider hips or stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I guess there's some anato- anatomical express explanation for that but I try not to bring that into my classes I'm just like you are strong these are the drills that you can do this is how you get it no matter who's good like it's about like because if you put it men are like this women are like that like first you let a lot a whole other group that doesn't identify with those two things then you start comparing and dividing humans Mm -hmm. so good point I think like just not saying things like that being inclusive just teaching them how to grow and accept it like teaching them to accept where they are right now mm-hmm. empowering them showing them where they can go if they um just keep showing up and listening to their bodies I think that's yeah. one way but I always try to be very bring a lot of a sisterhood vibe mm. in the spaces sisterhood or yeah I said sisterhood because that's just how it's coming out for me right now. Yeah. But I am not including any other person that is not considered a woman in this. But it is true that now apparently it shifted from yoga being only for men that now the majority of people practicing yoga is women. Uh-huh. So like maybe that's also another way that we can do it. That's really interesting. That's true. Yeah. Yoga used to be for men and now, or only for men. Yoga was the sign yeah and I had a student that's just like oh my god there's men in the classes like this is exciting I'm like do you know that long time ago <laughs> like there was actually no women in the yeah. play but, yeah it's mind-blowing yes yeah. yeah. so Liberty yeah <laughs> who is your feminist idol mm. as like for famous people that are coming to my mind right away mm. one of them is Jamila Jamil uh, I'm probably saying her name wrong. Yeah, she is mostly known as that tall Indian woman from the show The Good Place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, um, she actually her Instagram handle has a feminist in progress, which I love because mm. it recognizes the fact that we will always be learning, always like keep informing ourselves and like new information is going to change the way that feminism is portrayed mm-hmm. or the fight that we need to fight at the moment mm-hmm. she is very outspoken about body image and body mm-hmm. dysmorphia she also had an eating disorder so that's something that I connect with her a lot yeah yeah she talks a lot she kind of exposes uh the media like the tv media like all this famous people stuff how mm-hmm. it just like kind of like puts women on top to just put them back down and puts women to fight against each other Ugh. which I hate yeah I hate like that. it's just talking about women's body and like did they gain weight did they lose weight they gave they gain weight oh my god what's going on if they lose weight oh my god they're doing great like this is the diet that they're doing like no like what's yeah. like there's no value in that they don't put value in their words also if they mm-hmm. are angry if they are upset if they have any other emotion that is not nice and pretty and polite that's bad for women and it's like no it's something um actually one of the things that I wanted to say at the beginning about what feminism is for me for me it's also a spiritual slash witchy practice Mm -hmm. in which we honor our bodies our cycles our connection with Pachamama Mother Earth which is also a huge feminine force Mm -hmm. so I feel like that her has some sort of that which I don't know. It's very connected to me. Yeah. Another person that is very, uh, that I admire a lot and I like to learn from a lot is Alok. 
I don't know. Oh, I love Allah. I love Allah. I'm a huge fan of Allah. They are wise. They are wise. so exactly so fucking ed- educated. That's okay. They're so smart. Like they're a library. They are a yeah. library. And they brought and I love how they just fight the fight with love and education. Like, how can you not win the fight if you're not bringing anything but education and love? And yes. they chose it the right way. So yeah, I really like them too. I'm always listening to their podcasts. I'm always mm-hmm. like finding out what they're saying and trying to learn from them a lot. And then I like the women in my life that are feminists that I get to sit with and talk about this and they Mm. express when I I love when that women will come to me and be like hey I was like putting myself down because of this belief that it doesn't matter like it's society it's like whoever outside of myself put me like this and I was like putting myself down and now I notice and now I'm gonna change and it's like yes I mean that and that that like that empowers me just hearing uh-huh. that. Yeah. 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 And like, you know, like you talk about it and then maybe that thing that they realize they make you think that, oh, I was also telling myself that thing, maybe in a le- lesser level, but it still is like mm-hmm. not empowering, not making me grow. So I love having conversations with women that are realizing when they're putting themselves down and are realizing and they know how to put themselves up there again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they support and they listen and we just cheer each other up and we allow to be crazy each other to be crazy and uh-huh. happy and laugh and wild. I love it. I love it. That's wonderful. And that's modeling feminism, right? That that's modeling um for each other. Like, hey, we're not gonna get sucked into society's yeah. uh, expectations of us. Yeah. I love that. I love it. I think which other like I mean bell hooks, of course. Oh change, right? yeah. yeah. But yeah, those are my top three that I feel like people can look look them up and know mm-hmm. a little bit about them. Mm-hmm. Jane Fonda. I I, was, <laughs> I love Jane Fonda. I was when I if you were to ask me mine, it would be Jane Fonda. Yeah, like just Jane Fonda. Who else? She's been doing it. Uh, ooh. Well, I don't even know if she's considered a feminist, but uh, well, she is. Glennon Doyle. I'm a big oh, yeah. fan. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I'm she's many things. Um, I'm sure she considers herself a feminist, but totally. That's that's who's coming to mind right now. I'm sure if I were to sit down and really think about it, there'd more, but yeah, yeah. Those are the two. There's there's so many. There's um actually, uh, I don't know, this just came to my mind. There is this woman from Mexico, uh-huh. like uh like you know, many people will think like, oh, feminist woman, Mexico Frida Kahlo. There was this other one uh, oh. it's called Sor Juana Inés de la Cruz. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's she's not as known. Okay. Uh, uh, she is from way back then, Frida Kahlo. And I actually know a little bit about her because of my dad, which is very surprisingly, because I will say that my dad is not the greatest expression of feminist helper or ally, uh. but he read this book about this woman mm-hmm. and she it was back in a time when women were not allowed to read and not allowed to learn how to anything God. in Mexico wow so the only way that they could learn how to read was was by joining the church like becoming a nun oh, oh. So she didn't want to be a nun but she wanted to learn how to read so she became a nun and that's how she started getting educated and one of the things she did like the more she started getting educated the more she realized like what she didn't know, kind of like, you know, this quote. Yeah. But then she, uh, there was, there's this famous phrase of her. 
actually no phrase of her that she actually cut her whole hair off like she like she raped her like no how do you say like a uh, shape she shaped, shaped her hair uh -huh. saying like there's no reason for me to have my head covered in hair if I don't have my head covered in ideas full of ideas or stuff like that she just like wanted to keep learning and that was like a representation for all the things that she still needed to learn and um I remember like I think she was a lesbian too but I might be wrong in that but she just did like fight or work with how she what she had in society to be able to get to what she wanted which is keep learning and then she realized that there was so much more to learn and I think like that's really cool I think like self-study which is um learning yama from yoga mm -hmm. like just learning keep studying keep learning keep being aware it's something that it's something a uh, core value from yoga from feminism mm -hmm. and just like it's just something great to keep doing for yourself it's a good way to keep growing yeah oh my god <laughs> thank you for sharing all this i love this conversation how can someone get in touch with you and learn more about your work mm -hmm. i don't have many ways of getting in touch with me I'll say like it's funny um I do have my Instagram which is where I do most of my work mm -hmm. I used to have a website but I put it down and I'm working on building it up again mm -hmm. but for now it's just my Instagram which is liberty yoga the same why of liberty is the same why for yoga and liberty like the statue of liberty of New York you know mm -hmm. <laughs> and or liber torres which is my other personal but very open to have anyone in that other Instagram from there you'll get a link to a little bit more about me and my offerings and stuff mm -hmm. but that will be all and then just find me in any of the studios that I work on in Austin or maybe flowing in a park or if you're from Austin Barton Springs is my second home. Oh, so. <laughs> love Barton Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Every time that there's a sun, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Liberty, for being on the show. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you all. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if you receive value from the show, please write us a five-star review and or you can text this episode to just one friend who you know will love yoga and podcasts. We thank you so much in advance for the huge favor. Word of mouth helps support the show in reaching a greater audience, and we could not grow without you. If you want to connect with us, our email is yogaandpodcast at gmail.com. The and is spelled out y-o-g-a-a-n-d podcast at gmail please follow us on instagram at yoga and podcast we are now on tiktok the handle is also yoga and podcast when you follow us we will follow you right back on both platforms music is by mama duke graphics guest booking and media by me your host ashley weber i am so grateful for you Thank you for listening.